T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's Sal Capaccio. Filling up right behind the Bills bench right now with their flags and their hey, 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 hey. Hey, 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 hey. Let's go Buffalo Channel. On WGR Sports Radio 550. Sal Capaccio joining me right now on the Western Hotline. Sal's appearance on WGR brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to stock up, it is the place to buy a case. What's your outlet and... Sal's joining me right now. Brayton Wilson here on Sports Talk Saturday on WGR. Sal, good morning. How you doing on this fine Labor Day Saturday weekend? It's great. It's a great day out. Um, it's a great weekend weather-wise. I think it might turn a little bit later, but let's take advantage of today for sure. Sal, I was able to catch you a little bit on your uh, on your uh, high school coverage yesterday. You called, what, Lakeshore and West Seneca East yesterday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, nice. I did. Yeah, I did. Hope you hope you enjoyed it. Uh, myself and uh, Len Jankowitz, longtime Section Six coach over in Lancaster. Uh, we've we've been you know paired together and partnered for several years now uh, on those games. But last year, no games. So it was so good to get back to uh, calling high school football again, seeing the fans, seeing the players. A beautiful new stadium out at West Seneca East. Um, it was a big victory for them. But I'll tell you, Dan Russell and Lakeshore. Uh, he's building it the right way, and he's got some good young athletes, and they're going to be just fine. So thanks for watching. Yeah, very good. Excellent. Uh, high school season officially getting underway yesterday, so plenty of good high school football action on Fridays coming your way, and you could catch Sal doing high school games all throughout the high school season over on Spectrum uh, Spectrum News, Spectrum Sports, wherever you get your Spectrum channel, uh, you can find him <laughs> there. Spectrum News 1, we call it Spectrum now, Spectrum News 1. Okay. Uh, thanks for clarifying, just because I, I, <laughs> no I didn't want to get it wrong. I just thought about it. I'm just like, <laughs> What are they even called? There's all different ways to say it. I know it's been things over the years, but (laughs) that's that's, that's where we're at these days. Right. Sal Capaccio joining me right now on the West Her Hotline. All right, Sal. So the topic of the day today we'll get to in a little bit is kind of some big storylines that we're going to follow, not just heading into week one, but throughout the entire season for the Bills. But let's get an update on what's been going on with the Bills this past week. Obviously, uh, it's a little bit of a different way they're approaching the regular season now. On top of having the extended uh, regular season schedule, they've added sort of an essential like extra bye week for all teams this year with the way that the preseason's kind of gone. You know, how has that approach been going for the Bills heading into their regular season opener? You know, I, I've been wondering for months, Brayton, how this would look for all teams because it is unique. It's different, and there's no... There's no kind of reference point for anyone to go through this. And we know how much Sean McDermott really plans things in detail, of course. And, you know, he thinks about, you know, every possible possible scenario and how to go about it. And, and I would think that, you know, 32 teams, you probably have 32 different ways to kind of approach this. But one thing that's the same is built into the CBA, players are gone. There can't be any practice 
uh, this weekend. I'm sure they're coming back on Monday. I would think practice back on Tuesday. But that is one of the other parts of this. When the NFL went to a 17-game regular season over 18 weeks, they also reduced preseason to three games. That's not changing. That's going to be continuing on until the life of the collective bargaining agreement. Now, they could actually reduce preseason even more, but they can't put a fourth game on. They can't go back to four. They can go to two. They can go to one. They can go to zero if they want. I don't expect that. They're going to keep it at 17 games. They're going to keep it at three games, most likely in the preseason, for the next you know eight, nine years over the life of the CBA. Mm-hmm. So teams are going to use this year as more of a reference point going forward. And what Sean McDermott said was he's trying to find his own space on how to, how to make sure the roster is exactly where they need it to be, cultivate that, work on everything they need to work on, but also prepare for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, when they come back on Tuesday, it's all Steelers. I can tell you that. But for the last couple of days, it was more about a balance between their roster themselves and preparing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, Sal, when we're looking at this extra week in, in terms of injuries, who's this going to benefit the most? We know that we know that Harrison Phillips is going to be out for a bit. Um, did the team officially place him on IR? No. The only person that was placed on injury reserve after final cuts mm-hmm. was Marquez Stevenson, okay. the rookie wide receiver. So okay. he is gone right. for three weeks. He's gone. He has to miss at least three games. Uh, other players who've been injured, like Harrison Phillips, Levi Wallace, Taron Johnson, Isaiah McKenzie, Dane Jackson, um, actually, including all of them, uh, Sean McDermott said, and Brandon Bean said, actually, they would they will not rule any of them out for week one. And okay. the fact that none of them went on IR, Brayton, tells me there's a chance. Now, at the very least, I think the team is confident they'll get them back within three games, or they would have been put on IR, because mm-hmm. they could have just done that to save the roster spot. So, um, the only player who will definitely miss this week with an injury that we know of this coming week is Marquez Stevenson. Okay. All right. Very good. So, um where do I want to go here with this one? Just um, oh, by the way, uh, Micah Hyde. Anything that has been disclosed on what's going on? I know I know you listed him with personal reasons, but has there been anything? Oh yeah, yeah. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't worry about that. Okay. Um, I know. I all I'll say is I'm. I know his wife had been pregnant, or she she ah, she's okay. been pregnant for a while. Okay, that's what I'll say. So so I'm assuming it's something related to that, and I don't think there's anything that Bills fans should worry about. So what what's going to be the focus here going into this upcoming week of practice? They're, I'm guessing they're practicing. They're going to their normal practice routine where they get on the field Monday, they have Tuesday off, and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday to practice. Is it more about just establishing that routine this week, or is that also, or is it more of um, with a heavy focus on Pittsburgh. I know that Sean McDermott mentioned it's trying to find that heavy, that that nice, even balance, finding that happy medium. But now does that shift more towards really honing in on Pittsburgh and, and trying to um, break them down from whatever preseason tape they have? It's 100% on the Pittsburgh Steelers this week. This is game week. This is preparation. This is a... This is game plan. They're going to they're gonna walk in. They're going to come back or ride back in Buffalo on Monday, I would assume. And when they hit the practice field on Tuesday, it is all about preparing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is now week to week, Pittsburgh, then Miami. They're going to they're gonna be preparing for every single game now as they normally would. The only difference this week is Monday will not be you know, a normal Monday and Tuesday won't be a normal Tuesday. Normally during the week, I'm, I'm assuming this will stay the same this week. Sean McDermott does it this way. Players normally have off on Tuesday, but because of the Labor Day weekend, they'll be practicing on Tuesday, and I'm assuming they might be off on Thursday or sometime else throughout the week, uh, but it'll be a little bit different. They'll get them back on Tuesday. That's the only thing that changes, but otherwise, it is all 100% game plan for Pittsburgh, and it's funny you say, you know, the the, the limited preseason tape, but let's remember, they have the same head coach, hmm. they have the same starting quarterback who's right. been in this league for a long time. The yep. only thing that's really different is their offensive coordinator, Matt Canada, mm-hmm. um, so they're going to have to figure out, you know, what they're trying to do, but this is a team... Pittsburgh that the Bills are familiar with 
two big games the last two years, Sunday night in Buffalo, Sunday night in Pittsburgh. But on the flip side, as Sean McDermott pointed out, the Steelers are familiar with the Bills as well. Yeah. What do you make of the Steelers this this from this past offseason, Sal? I know that, you know, they have the new offensive coordinator, but a lot of the, the offense especially is returning. But what do you make of this team going into this year? Because they, they had such a great start to start last year, pandemic time and everything. Then it really fell apart for them in the later part of the season. They, they kind of get embarrassed in the playoffs against Cleveland. Uh, is this a team that we're starting to see on a on a big downward trend where maybe we're we're thinking about they're trying to rebuild, or is this a team that maybe this year they might see it as okay, we got one more year left of fits. Let's go all out and let's try to win the whole damn thing and then go from there. This is a Pittsburgh team that is still trying to win in the window with Ben Roethlisberger. If they were if they were rebuilding in any sense, they would have moved on from Ben. Um Mike Tomlin's still there. Ben Roethlisberger's still there. They want to com- compete and contend and try winning the division and then try and win a championship. I don't think they have that talent level right now. I think especially on the offensive line, I think that is a, a point of issue for Steelers fans and media who've covered the team you know, throughout camp and preseason. It goes back to last year. And they're, I think they're concerned about you know, how good this offensive line can be. Um, and you know, I think that's the advantage the Bills might have with all of the additions they made on the defensive line. If the Bills are going to you know, go into this game and, and beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think their number one advantage comes in on the Bills' defensive front seven and hopefully getting Sarlatulele back. He has been injured. He's had a calf injury the last couple of practices. Hopefully that'll happen. But you know, with Greg Rousseau and Boogie Basham and F.A. Obata along with Jerry Hughes and Mario Edison and that group, I think that you know, the Bills are hoping and I think looking at maybe that being an advantage for them. But the Steelers, for sure, are not a team that's just mailing it in and starting over. Uh, they are trying to win. They're trying to win a championship, and that's who they are. Now, I, I think part of that, though, is if you talk to, and I've, I've talked with some media people in Pittsburgh who said, but that's the wrong approach. They should have rebuilt. They're not a good enough team to win a championship. But when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you have this high standard, you kind of fool yourself into thinking we're going to be that good every year and we're going to compete every year. So, you know, you, 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 your ego kind of takes over thinking you're good enough to do that. I just mm-hmm. don't see this team being good enough to do that. Sal Capaccio joining us here on the Western Hotline here on WGR. Again, Sal's appearance brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor. When you need to sock up, it is the place to buy a case. What's your outlet? All right, Sal, I'll ask you the uh, the question that I've kind of opened up the show with today, and we're going to have a, a heavy discussion with going on throughout the rest of the show. Uh, main headlines heading into this season and you're going to be watching throughout the entire season. It's not just heading into this opening game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. What are some of the main headlines, storylines that you're going to be following with this team throughout the entire season? What are you focusing on in particular? Do you have anything in particular that you're looking forward to? Yeah, you know, for me, it's more about the big picture storyline, which is, you know, this is a different kind of year to follow this team from all the other years of, you know, covering them for the last 10 years that I've done that professionally. I'll go back to, you know, when they went to four straight Super Bowls. Those years, it was not about week to week. It was about, you know, you expect them to win. You expect them to be right in that mix. Can they get that number one seed? Can they win the division, get the number one seed, and host the AFC Championship game? And every game to me is about that. Every game that they they go out there, they're, they're going to be favored to win in almost every contest this year. We know that. Um, so the storyline for me is, can they do enough throughout the season to maintain that level to basically beat the Kansas City Chiefs out for the number one seed. Does that mean beating them in Kansas City in, what, week five on a Sunday night? Yeah, I mean, I think you, you need to do that. 
it doesn't mean that it's completely fatal if you don't do that. There's certainly a way to still get it, but then you'd basically have to beat them out overall. Whereas if you beat Kansas City, you can actually beat them. Uh, you know, you you get the uh, tiebreaker because you had the head to head. But really, that's the storyline for me. Everybody maintaining that level of excellent excellence that they they really had last year, especially Josh Allen. And of course, Josh is a storyline. Um, he's the quarterback. He just got two hundred fifty eight million dollars. He was the runner up to league MVP last year. But I don't think that that's going to be anything that we're going to be sitting here going, wow, like wh- why is Josh Allen taking a step back? You talked about it a little bit earlier. It seems like that's pretty set, especially with Brian Dable back and Ken Dorsey back. I, I don't see that being an issue, but I think certainly that Josh now, because he is in, in name, in recognition, and in money, the franchise quarterback for the foreseeable future and someone that they believe can take them to championships, of course he's going to be the storyline all year. All right, Sal. So uh, I I had heard that you would ask Brandon Bean earlier in the week uh, <laughs> how many college games he's going to be taking in, and he's taking in huh. five. Right? He he's going to be at. Yeah, five. we don't know which ones for sure though. <laughs> yeah, because I was just about to say that that seems like a lot for. Uh, the opening weekend of college football. But, hey, it is the opening college week of football. Is there any game in particular that you're going to be following as the day goes on? Oh, I'm going to be following everything. Um, I might head out to a high school game here in a little while as well. Um, I am a Mater Cleve Hills at home against Maryville. It's been a rival over the years. Yeah. I have friends All on right. Maryville's side, but you know, I'll be where I'll be I'll be cheering on my blue and gold. Sorry to my Maryville friends, but that's just the way <laughs> it's gotta be, right? Um, you know, Syracuse plays tonight at Ohio at seven PM, so that's a big one. Mm. But you look at the slate, man, it's gonna be good. Obviously, you know, it's the it's the big names. You know, it's it's Michigan kicking off at noon. It's Penn State, Wisconsin at noon. That's a nice big um Big Ten game. And then you go down to the big one tonight, and that's Georgia and Clemson and Charlotte, right? That's going to be a really good one, and I think right. everybody's kind of looking forward to that. But, boy, we have a lot of really good games on the schedule today. It's so nice to have college football back. When you look at the schedule, it's just game after game after game after game after game, and we didn't have that you know, last fall, and obviously it's nice to have that again. Well, Sal, take in the college football action. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend, and I'm sure we'll be speaking to you plenty on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday, 10 to 12. Hope everybody knows yes, uh, the launch yeah, of the new too. show, the Extra Point Show, 10 to 12, just so I can get a little plug. Um, you know, we're going to be doing it every day. The Extra Point Show, myself, Sneaky Joe DiBiase. Uh, we're coming your way starting at 10 a.m. on Tuesday, the launch of the um, weekday, every day, 10 to 12 Extra Point Show on WGR. We're looking forward to it, having fun, uh, being creative. We'll have guests, and but mostly we're going to have a lot of calls, man. It's going to be a caller-driven show, and we're looking forward to it. All right, well, congratulations to you and Joe, Sal, and uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll talk soon. All right, thanks, Brayton. All right, Sal Capaccio joining us here on the Western Hotline here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.